Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Person Podcast, a twice-monthly podcast for people who experience the world intensely. Join me on a journey of acceptance of our highly sensitive person traits. Welcome to episode 50. I'm your host, Kelly. This is a show about people with sensory processing sensitivity. I talk about issues related to being highly sensitive. Sometimes I rant and share personal stories. You know me, I like to get right to the point, so let's go. Today's episode is for those of you out there who dream about quitting your office job. Maybe you think, if only I could quit this job, things would be better. But you feel like you just can't quit your job. Maybe you have a family to support and need money and health insurance, or you just make too much money to quit and leave it all behind. Or you think it's just too late and too difficult for you to pursue a new career. You wish you could follow your passion or finally try that business idea you've always had in the back of your mind. And not being able to do that makes you feel stifled and trapped. You fear that you'll regret not going after your dream someday. This stupid job is making you miserable, maybe even depressed and unhealthy. If only you could do what you wanted to do. Have you been able to relate to anything I've just said? If not, then this episode might not hold any meaning for you. But if it does sound like you, hopefully this episode will be a little helpful. Because everything I just described was the way I used to feel, and sometimes still do. I thought if only I could escape the cubicle, finally everything would be great and I would be happy. I would be able to control my environment, where I worked and when I worked, and I could choose fulfilling work. I would be able to do what I wanted to do. As you probably know, HSPs are very aware of our physical environment. If something in our office bothers us, temperature, uncomfortable chairs or desk, our neck and wrists hurt, or it smells bad, it's noisy, etc. It tends to really bother us and distract us from our work. We like to think deeply and get deep into our work, and we can find it hard to do that in distracting environments. You might recall that I talked about this in episode four, which is titled A Rant Against Working in an Office Cubicle. We HSPs also have issues with control which I talked about back in episode 15. We like to think deeply about things, to turn them over in our heads and examine them, all so we can make the best decisions possible and avoid undesirable outcomes. We hate making mistakes and bad decisions. I personally think this is why we are uncomfortable in situations where we don't have control, because we've been stripped of the power of making informed decisions. So, because we like having control and are sensitive to our environment, these are the reasons I think working in an office and in a cubicle are especially difficult for HSPs. And this can lead to those feelings of wanting to escape our office job for a life pursuing our dreams. I've been on both sides. I've been working for myself for over two years now, and prior to that, I worked in offices for many years. I want to tell you today that quitting your office job and working for yourself isn't a magical solution that will solve all of your problems. In fact, it will probably make some new ones. Now, as I'm working for myself, I work more hours than I did before. And yes, I have more freedom and flexibility, 
but I'm not sure that I'm happier now than I was before. Here is my advice on how to feel better when you want to quit your job so bad, but know that you never will, and that makes you miserable. Okay, instead of thinking about all the things you hate at your job and how much you want to escape, try to think about any positive things. This might be difficult because you may take the good things for granted or you focus so much on the negative stuff that it's hard to remember anything good. Here are some possible positive things about jobs. You get a regular paycheck and don't have to worry about medical insurance. You might have a lot of vacation time and flexibility. You have some really good friends at work and share a lot of good times together. You have a short commute. You get to travel. Your boss trusts you. You're allowed to be creative and come up with your own ideas, and so on. I can tell you there are times now when I think back to jobs that I didn't like, and I reminisce about them now somewhat fondly, because I can appreciate the positive aspects now that they are in the past. And I'm sorry to say this, guys, but the biggest obstacle to our happiness at work might be our belief that we're powerless to the things that happen to us that we are trapped in this terrible job. Because the truth is, we create our own experiences. Did you listen to my previous episode about how to deal with trolls and people who make you mad? The big lesson there was that we decide how to feel about things. And that's the same lesson I want to propose to you today. When bad things happen at work, you can decide how to react to them. You decide how you feel about it. The actual incident, the thing that upset you, is separate from your feelings about it. You have a decision to make about how to feel. Look, I kind of feel like a hypocrite saying these things because I'm a pessimist and often find this advice difficult to follow myself. So the next time something angers, upsets, or saddens you at work, realize that you get to decide how it makes you feel. You are separate from that thing that upsets you. Okay, now I'm going to propose another concept that will hopefully make you feel better about the whole wanting to quit your job and do your own thing. We often think in if-then statements. If only I got to travel more, then I'd be happy. If only I had this other job, then I'd finally be where I want to be. If only I made more money, then I'd be happy and able to relax. Let's examine this last statement. If only I made more money, then I'd be happy and able to relax. How much money would you need to be happy? I mean, what is the actual number? If you got a raise, would you then reach that goal of, quote, more money? If you don't know what the actual goal is, the actual number, how can you ever reach it? This doesn't have to be about money. It could be about traveling, for example. So many people dream of traveling and having a life full of travel as if that will make everything better. But how much traveling do you need to do to reach that goal of whatever it is, having a life full of travel? These are goals that are unreachable because we've never set the goal. Let's say you dream of working for yourself and have this mental picture that it would be so fun and fulfilling. But have you ever thought about what your day would actually look like? Take yourself through an entire day of this new life. How would you spend your hours? This might help you realize that those dreams of the perfect life aren't all that rosy after all. We have goals like more money and 
working for myself and traveling more, but we haven't thought them through. How unfair is that to ourselves to always dream of goals in a life that can't even exist or probably can't exist? There's always something better out there that we wish we had and that would answer our dreams and give us freedom. As HSPs, in my opinion, we hate regret in making mistakes, so we especially always want something better, something more. We always think there are ways to improve. But I don't want to spend my life reaching for something that I will never get. Or when I think I've actually gotten that thing I wanted, I then realize that it doesn't make me happy after all. As corny as it sounds, folks, the happiness is inside us. It's in how we choose to react to things. I hope this didn't seem too preachy, and I hope it helps some of you. I'd love to know what you thought of this episode. Check out the show notes at highlysensitiveperson.net slash episode 5050 and leave a comment there and let me know what you thought. And I want to give a special big thank you to Brianna Brown for her generous pledge to the show on Patreon. Folks, if you like this podcast, if you've ever found value in it or had a realization from it, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com slash HSP. Just a $1 donation makes a huge difference. Seriously, it's at patreon.com slash HSP. Thank you so much to Brianna and Nan, Kelly, Tabitha, Sean, and Stephanie for your pledges. Check out my book on Amazon. It's called A Highly Sensitive Person's Life, and it covers a lot of the same types of things I talk about here and on the blog. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I appreciate you spending this time with me, and I'll talk to you again in two weeks. Bye.